0: You're listening to KUCI at 8.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views and opinions that are expressed on the show are not that of KUCI, the management, or the board of regents, but they are mine. Welcome to the show. Anyways, uh, I'm here to talk about the world of craft beer every year and uh, every every week, actually, <laughs> and, um, and 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 uh, I'm doing more with you now, my friends. I uh, have the opportunity to go to Skyland Aleworks and uh, be able to, uh, which is in Corona, California. And I've had uh, Jim uh, on in the past, Jim Byers, and uh, his old partner, Andrew. Andrew's no longer part of Skyland, but now he has a new partner, Brad Nixon. And they uh, had um, uh, a great person out um, called, well, not called, but his name is John Palmer. And John Palmer is one of the preeminents... Homebrewers in the country. He's written several books. Um, How to Brew was his first one, and he put it up as a kind of a uh, just a paper online that you could read for free, and then started moderating it. It took him like five years to write, and it was basically he homebrewed uh, a batch of beer, and it was crap, and so he basically had to dump it. And uh, from that, being an engineer, he wanted to learn. And so you're going to hear more about that. But I think it's a, a fantastic uh, little tale here. Um, I just thought wanted to share it with you guys, kind of give you a little bit of a heads up on what is coming up in, in this program here um, and that you'll like it. Uh, so I, I'm going to um, be playing what's re- a recorded, um, you know, uh, bit that I did with him this last weekend. <clears throat> and Brad jumps in there for... Uh, a little bit as well, but you're going to um, just enjoy this whole conversation. By the way, the the beers that they're doing out there, they have a um, um, an Oktoberfest, of course, or um, a Fest beer. And they have um, uh, this one, there's an amber lager that I was drinking, which is fantastic. Um, and then there's a Brute beer that was on, that is not on anymore, but will be coming back and uh anyways you just have to kind of check out their beers they have they have really good beers there my friends but anyways um I'm gonna pull this up so you guys can listen because what it was was, was, was he was speaking about one of his books which is called water and um, it was a, a great time that we were able to sit down hey it's me Kyle Woodward the beer ambassador uh, I'm here in corona California Uh, at Skyline Ale Works actually you see their brew house in the background I'm sitting with John Palmer who's one of the premier like home brewers he's been around for a long time he's very humble but he's written several books like this one how to brew and he's also done the one that he he just did a talk about today which is water understanding water and then um, he did one of my favorite ones where he did it with Jamil Zaneshef they did together uh, on, on brewing classic styles which I don't have a copy of here to show you but Anyways, welcome to the show, John Palmer, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Uh, Pleasure to be here. I've been trying to get you on the show for like years, and uh, I'm glad that that uh, is finally happening. And while that's happening, we're sitting here in this beautiful brew house in the background. Yep. Um, With the fan going. But yeah, I'll, Yeah, that's right. It, it would be good. But uh, we both have a beer. So I'm, I'm doing the beer in a lager. Is that what you're doing?
1: Yeah.
0: Ah! Oh, but your glass is way bigger than mine. I get that a it's lot. It's the whole glass and everything. But this is a, a a classic style. It's very good,
1: very very nice and malty, and not too sweet. I get a little bit of uh, the um, caramel malts in yeah. there, you know. Little, yeah, a little of the the dark bread crust sweetness. Yeah, uh, but it's not too sweet. It's not too. It's not oxidized. That's yeah. one thing. Oh, No, no, no. Um, this is this, this is, is nice lovely. and fresh. Yeah, everything's yeah. nice. good.
0: So this is uh, from Skyline Animal Works, and which is the best thing is that we're you know sitting here, and uh, it, you can watch this on YouTube, and you can also you know listen to it here on KC. But uh, essentially, um, how did you get started, John, in homebrewing? I mean, who, whose fault is it that you're done <laughs> homebrew? Because I found it from Jameel that it was really his wife who brought him, he bought him, she bought him a Mr. Beer Kit. Yeah. And uh, I was not aware of
1: that till this year. Well, for me, it was, uh, I, I went to college at Michigan Tech, great school, um, way up north, not much to do except drink beer and study. You got a long cold people. winters there too. Yeah. Who wants <laughs> to study? So you ended up drinking beer a lot. Yeah. And a friend of a friend brought over one of his home brews to the dorm and I got to taste it, and it's like, wow, this is this is good. This is an actual beer. I didn't know it could be done. It had the little yeast layer in the bottom. You had to kind of be careful as we were drinking it. Okay, so
0: you're pouring it off. You were you poured it off until you saw the yeast coming, and you yeah. It
1: out. Well, you know, we're we're drinking. I mean, this is college. We're drinking yeah. it from the bottle. Also, oh, and uh, but yeah, could, you could see the little yeast layer, and you could yeah. see it kind of swirl, starting to swirl up. But it tasted like beer, and so I knew it could be done. Um, but when I was at school, uh, I drank mainly dark beer—Stroh Dark, Michelob Dark, okay. and Kugel Dark, or as we called it, Bach. Bach. Yeah, that Bach back beers. then. Good beers, I like them. Yeah. There's still Bachs, really. Yeah. Mid '80s, and uh, then I moved to California. I mean, you know, you see Beverly Hills Cop for the first time, you go, "I got to go there." Yeah. Um, but
0: that's funny. Yeah. What you don't know is my mom. It's, my parents are both from Michigan and my mom became a teacher and she's like I'm done with the winters she got a job in California and I was born in California
1: so there we go Yep. same for me I, I, I moved up to California and loved it but whole of the beer was like corona yeah and Bud Dry and uh, Bud Dry ice and you like, can find Coors Light and Miller Light and all that stuff yeah, yeah. so I wanted darker and so it's like okay I know beer can be brewed. I will brew it myself, and uh, that's how I got into home brewing. Was trying to replicate those dark beers uh, that I had had in college. Unfortunately, my first batch was an American light lager because I figured my wife would like that better than the dark beer, and it was a miserable batch. You didn't know how to lager at the time. I didn't. Well, I didn't know how to do anything at the time. It was just like you know, pitch your yeast and sit in the corner and let it go. So from that experience I wrote how to brew your first beer. Really? Help is a 12-page Word document, maybe in 10-page initially. But you know, trying to trying to circumvent all those beginner mistakes that beginning home brewers would make. You know, not controlling fermentation temperature, um, adding raw sugar to the malt extract, um, you know, all those basic things. That we know today, but you know, really weren't talked about much then. I mean, this is before the internet. Should we talk about
0: what year that is and date you, or just say it was before the internet? Yeah, so
1: 1990 ish. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, um, but yeah, I, I, I brewed that beer, I wasn't happy with it, and you know, fortunately, um, there were bulletin boards in the Homebrew Digest and helpful brewers that helped me understand what good beer was sure and how to make it and so i wrote that up into how to brew your first beer and um i emailed that out to all kinds of people even to antarctica really how to, yes out to the out to the um, murdo sound station in antarctica it looks pretty cool you had the email for the antarctica one yeah one dude down there yeah. really yeah that was because they was, needed beer down there oh yeah <laughs> you know, this was you know shoot 30 years ago now yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh near okay but um yeah it was you know it was very helpful i mean or at least it was very helpful to me you know learning to write and learning to describe brewing and eventually people started asking me to write about the all grain brewing process okay
0: and so, so the, I, I just want to stop for a second uh, I think it's fascinating that you wrote about your mistakes. And a lot of people take that as a negative. And you took it as a positive positive that you learned from it. Well, yeah. So I think that's amazing especially in today with like the entrepreneurial spirit and, and, and home brewers uh, and then small brewers and because every, every local small brewery is an entrepreneur and they're learning. But I love that you t- took that it wasn't a negative you took it as a positive. but then um, you, you were writing about it. But, but that first batch was
1: an all grain batch? No, it was an extract batch. Oh, it was an extract batch. Yeah. Okay. Extract and added sugar batch. Okay. You know, and, you know, it just tasted like apple cider, thin apple cider. I mean, it was terrible. Okay. Um, and the, the homebrew shop's I was like, oh, this is great. And it's like, no, it's not. And so, you know, I wanted to understand. I mean, I'm an engineer by trade. So I wanted to understand why it tasted like that. What did you know, why it didn't taste like commercial beer. Sure. And, uh, you know, so just going through the process, because as an engineer, I know that A plus B plus C should equal D. Yes. And, you know, it can be B1 or B2, but it still should equal D. So understanding, you know, uh, brewing as a, from a process point of view, what needs to happen and why what are the corners you can't cut and what are the corners you can't
0: that i mean i think that's key understanding yeah that I and mean, i think you talked about that today with water yeah as well
1: that's right but we'll, we'll get to that so go back to what you were saying i'm sorry so yeah i mean that's that's why i wrote about it because as an engineer i wanted to help people not make the same mistakes that i had and i wanted that first batch to be successful Because, yeah, my second beer was awesome. I mean, it was an all extract batch, Cascade hops, and it was a perfectly decent American pale ale. And you can still find that in How to Brew. It's the Cincinnati pale ale recipe. I mean, it's just, you know, pale malt extract, Cascade hops, and dry yeast, and there you go. Yeah. Um, You know, good beer is is relatively easy to make, Uh, great beer can be a real challenge. Sure. Bad beer is also, unfortunately, relatively easy to make, but, you know, it's not going to kill you. It's just not quite what you wanted. So I wanted to lay out those steps and help people understand where the corners were. Sure. That's why I got into it.
0: So how long, uh, you started in 1990 and this one was going on, we never found the, who, who do we have to thank? What's the name of the person? Do you remember? Oh no, I have no idea. Remember? Oh, anyways, yeah, friend of You anonymous, friend. Uh, you're, you're anonymous, but thank you so much yeah. for putting he John was, on the
1: path. Uh, he was a dude in Kurt Hodes Hall there in Wadsworth Hall, that you know at Michigan Tech. Man, we need
0: to put up a like a plaque to that guy. Yeah, a
1: wand poster. i something.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> haunted. I like that.
1: Maybe make a beer. Maybe
0: should make a beer. There you go. Name it that way. Yeah. Um, the so, so then it, yeah. so then you wrote this first you know uh, paper this 10 or 12 page paper and and then how did that propel you into the rest of brewing and where you are now that you're you know when, I mean speaking everywhere and talking and and, and and
1: have written these several books yeah you know um, well you know here, here's the thing to understand it has been a year by year progression I mean like I said it started around 1990. Um, so around, that's like 28 years yeah, in growing Yeah. Around 1995 is when I started writing How to Brew, the first version of it. Okay. Um, in 1999, I finished it and uh, my publisher went out of business um, and so I published it to the internet at the Real Beer page. I
0: love that you didn't give up. Yeah. no, That's I want- an entrepreneurial spirit in <laughs> itself that you didn't give up because you could have said, oh man, I, okay, I can't get it done. Yeah. Right? I mean, and at that time, like you said, the
1: internet wasn't even big then, so it was really hard to get something published. Well, you know, uh, you know, that's the thing about beer people. Beer people like to share. Yeah. We like, we want to share good beer. We want to make this happen for everyone. I mean, it's, honestly, it's got to be the most unselfish community in the world. Yeah. Maybe this and, and that was I don't t- know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, maybe they're a little selfish. Well, maybe, a little, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, but,
0: the free aspect comes <laughs> in. <laughs> but but, but what, I, I, I'm going to just jump in on what you're saying there, is because essentially what you did is you wrote this and you put it out to the internet you gave it away for free. Yeah. And, 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 and now we know that you're speaking and writing books, and, and I'm not saying you're making a huge living, but you're able to maybe offset, but for, the, for years, you were just giving that away. You weren't making anything. You were just doing beer and talking with people,
1: yeah. right? Yeah. No, it's funny. The, um, the first year, the, the online edition was out, and that was 1999. Or 2000. Um, I think. In fact, I think it was 2000. in yeah. June, it uh, went live. And uh, after about a month, I commented to my wife that it was being really well received. Yeah. And she goes, Oh, oh, good. How much money are we making? <laughs> it's like, oh, well, we're we're not making any money. It's just it's free, so people can learn. Yeah. And she goes, What? what? You mean five years of ignoring the children and we're not making any money off this? Yes. And it's like, Ah. Okay, so hard copy followed the following year. Yes. <laughs> Self published. Um, because I had talked to people that had published the Brewer's publication sure. and, and story and the other publishers out there. And at that time, in that place, everybody had a very firm definition of what a beer book should be. It should be like a fifty page Oh really? Intro. They were talking about limiting yeah, the
0: basics.
1: Yeah, they wanted something that was very easy to read, low cost, and it's like, no, that's not what I want to do. So more like a pamphlet than a book, maybe? Right. Oh. But I wanted a comprehensive book. I mean, at the time, I was thinking, you know, there's Miller, there's Yep. and I wanted to be Miller, Papazian, and Palmer. Ah, okay. And so I wanted to write that comprehensive book, so self-publishing became the option. So Charlie Papazian was a, a big influence for you. Actually, no. I'm no? um, sorry to say. Okay, it. that's I mean, okay.
0: Yeah. Was Miller? Well, you just mentioned Papazian Miller. Right. Were they any kind of influence, or oh, just yeah. because uh, the, the, you're the saying time. I want to be up to that level?
1: Yeah. Of no, I mean the, the homebrew shop I went to in Orange County, California.
0: Um, and what was that called at the time? Because they're not around anymore, right? No, they're not around.
1: Because
0: uh, I live in Orange County, and we only have three, okay. and we have phantom ales. We have Windsor Homebrew Supply,
1: and we have uh, O'Shea's Brewing. Yeah, this was before all of them. Yeah, no. Um, It was. Uh, When it comes Uh, to uh, you, John, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. So so keep. But anyway, but um, they they steered me towards Miller. They said if you're an engineer, you'll like the more scientific approach of Miller versus Babesian. Okay. So I learned from Miller's book, um, and my first edition of how to brew was really a paraphrasing the miller and then the publisher which is brewing techniques at the time okay they said yeah you, you need to learn to write better um and, you know in all honesty they told me that um and shoot after this much time i oh i fully agree um they also encouraged me to write my chapters as articles for Brewing Techniques magazine ah, and so kind of the advanced brewing column. Sure. So and that that really was very educational for me in terms of how to write, how to explain something and get it into something flowed that was you know easy to read. I mean okay. it was that was so key to what how to brew is today. That's
0: awesome. So again, I, I love that you didn't give up, and you took the criticism, and you oh, yeah. the critique, and it, w- it was a positive critique, really, and, and you just made things better. Yeah, kept working on it. Yep. Even though your wife was like, "You're not making money yet," and uh, <laughs> it took time, but now, yeah, now she's probably happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wives. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> but I'm saying,
0: at least you're, you know, you're selling books and that kind of stuff. Yes,
1: right. It, you know, it's been, a, it's been a progression over the years, um, from the you know from the first edition or the first edition online the second edition self-published which I call the green book Okay. then in 2005 I was talking to Ray Daniels at the Las Vegas uh, National Homebrewers Convention competition and he said yeah we'd love to work with you on your next project and I said well you know I would like to revise how to read because there's things that need updating you know I, I was I mean even today I am still learning Still learning, and you know, as you learn, you look back at what you've written like, go, oh, "I got to change that. That's that's not right." You know, so I wanted to update How to Brew. We did that in two thousand five, two thousand six, um, and then that third edition, which is the Blue Book, that was been out there for ten years, yeah. And in two thousand sixteen, I started revising it again. Nice. Took two. Well, actually, fifteen. Took two years with all my travels these days. To get that revision done, sure. But I added 200 pages of the book, reworked fermentation, um, added chapters on sours, fruit, strong beer, bunch more recipes. I incorporated what I learned on doing the water book into it. I mean, you know, it's a very really comprehensive book. Right now, I'm working on a small edition of How to Brew. Okay. How to Brew, and I'm going to call it How to Brew Your First Beer. 7500 pages um, you know again trying to make brewing accessible yeah because all of us there for home brewers we love the fact that you can brew something this good oh, I know. at home I
0: mean in just the a couple fact couple that hours. you can have someone you can enjoy it and have other people enjoy your beer with you exactly it's like the best biggest satisfaction there is ever. it
1: really is yeah Every, and everywhere I travel over all over the world these days I mean honestly these days I'm traveling like every two weeks all over Europe, South America, um, Asia. Um, it just it boggles my mind but brewers are brewers the world over. Yeah. It's so nice. Um, everybody likes sharing good beer. Yep. It really is nice. Yeah. I think that's what brings us together is there's this
0: camaraderie of, of talking about beer, drinking beer, Sharing beer, really. I mean, beer. I've been saying this for years. Beer brings people together, and that's how I met you. Yeah. Uh, was through beer, and and, uh, and I think it was homebrewcon I first met you. Probably. Uh, I think it was in San Diego uh, yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, but I I had read your book, and I had talked, you know, I was introduced to you by a friend of mine, and through the book, obviously. Um, and I was like, oh yeah yeah, and same thing with with. Uh, jameel yep, right yeah who uh now is in the professional oh, yeah. market and i think that's a good uh maybe segue is so Jamil jumped over to actually people f- yeah. a professional brewery with with heretic brewing company which i love uh he, and, and it's, it's thanks that his wife actually got himself, him right? started yeah uh, uh, liz, um, sorry no no uh, liz liz my bad my bad liz it's because of liz that Jamil started brewing, and now they're working in a, a brewing together, um, and she's a lovely lady, and he's a great guy. Um, but uh, you can go that route, but now you are in kind of in the professional place because you do Anvil. So let's talk about Anvil yeah. for a moment. Oh, okay. Sure. So Amble, So you, you, you joined up with Blickman yep. and made a, a home brewing version of, a phone call came in, and it messed it my it my up my video. Uh, so um, uh, Jamil. The long and the short are, we went from Jamil going professional uh, with brewing, but you're kind of in the professional Ambul. realm with Anvil. Yeah, going with Blickman.
1: Yeah. Well, John Blickman and I have been friends for 20 years or so. We met back in 2001, and um, and you know over the years. Um, I as a materials engineer and John is a mechanical engineer. We would collaborate on I project, you know, ideas for products and uh, finally we decided that um, my name could be a, a help to some of these products and we, we looked at the market and said, you know, you got the Blickman line which is like the Cadillac for Mercedes-Benz line of brewing products. Yeah it is. You know, we need, we need that mid-level price point to compete with all the other uh, products out there. Um, you know, the ones that have come along in the last you know, 10, 15 years. Um, and so we came out with the Anvil line. And that has been fun for me as an engineer because I could you know, incorporate some of my product ideas, the stuff that I've made myself for my own brewing, um, the, uh, the kettle strainer for one, um, the top tier system was, okay. I mean, that was inspired by Brutus 10 and the, the guys in there in Texas. Okay. Apologies for spacing on the name of the second, but I mean, yeah, that, that was, you know, I copied their design and, you know, worked on it myself. Made a beautiful system that brewed pretty good beer and took six hours to clean. <laughs> but, wow. I, I, you know... That's that was, a long time to claim, but oh I got yeah. you. Because I tried to hard plumb up with copper
0: and oh, okay. fittings. I got you.
1: But anyway. so, so there were some other parts where you just learned what's working and what's not working? Yeah, lessons learned. And, and John and I talked about that. And so he came out with the top tier system. Okay. The three, you know, and the, the, and the aluminum stand, yeah. that was his. But, you know, we worked, we've worked. worked over the years but on That top
0: tier system is a gravity system?
1: Yes, Yeah. yeah. but yeah. with yeah. the pump as well. Okay. You know, you do recirculations, you know, we, we've talked many times over the years about brewing stuff because we are both brewers at heart. Yeah. Home brewers, do-it-yourself, you know, how do you make this fun? And so when we finally decided that we needed the Anvil system um, for that mid-level price point, the Chevrolet instead of the Mercedes-Benz kind of thing. Um, and that's American been Heartland fun. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, that, you know, it's been fun for both of us. And I'm really happy with the animal products. Um, I get a little cut, and uh, he takes care of all the hard work, and uh, it's pretty sweet. That's awesome. And that's been,
0: what is that? Is that three thats years now? I was going to say three or four years. Yeah, three years? about three years. That's awesome. And you guys are continuing to develop new products oh and, yeah. and the line and that kind of
1: thing? Yeah, we're coming out with a grandfather type you know, all-in-one system, RoboBrew. That's awesome. Um, I've, I have forget the name of it. Sorry, that's okay. But anyway,
0: we're, we're come coming out. out with this fall. Um, so you're going to come out with that, and that'll that'll just give people more options. And yeah, you know, again,
1: we both John and I are, are brewers, and we put our own spin on it. You know, features, construction, um, user interface, and uh, you know, not to say that we're necessarily better than the other products on the market, but we do try to be in there and we you know we're putting our stamp on, on yeah you these want products. a quality product yeah, that you know, makes it easier to brew yeah we uh, are we're home. we're brewers just like SS Brewtech and and Spike and Stout and all the other guys i mean you know everybody's a brewer we're putting our own own spin on it i got you so uh, all good equipment and uh,
0: it's an option so let's get into uh, you, you started with that book how to brew which I showed earlier, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, you got into the book with Jamil yep. uh, on how to brew classic styles, and then you didn't you've done water now, right? So today you did a talk about water. Um, you don't have to do anything extensive, but can you kind of maybe condense that and, and tell people sure. what what is appropriate about water to beer? Because I love I, I mean okay I'm gonna jump in on this. I have been saying for years that making a beer is like cooking. And if you have a flavor profile for cooking and you do good barbecue or your your chili or whatever it is at home and you have a flavor profile and you make your own thing, you're like, oh, I learned a basic and now I'm gonna make it my own. I think you can do the same thing for beer. And I've been saying that for years. And people used to tell me 10 years ago, you're gonna put what in a beer? I'm like, no, I wanna taste that in a beer. Now it's like common to find uh you know fruits and spices, spices and vegetables yeah. even herbs and all that stuff and beers but i was doing it people thought i was crazy They're like yeah. that's not classic style i'm like well yes and no because it's thousands of years old in the tradition that's right. that's even right. though we got away from it with the ryan hostical which i can never say probably right uh, <laughs> there you go uh laws of just having uh you know malt and water and hops, and then they had realized it was yeast as well, right? right. Um, but, but the long and the short are, I love that we're getting back to this and what's going, so can, can you address that and talk about how water and and, yeah. and, and basically brewing, because it's like cooking,
1: yeah. it's basically to it taste something good, right? Yeah, so it's very easy to get confused by water. Um, so often, as a, as a home brewer, you'll, you'll read on the internet, on forums, that say, oh yeah, the water's gotta be this to brew that style. And you think that you have to replicate that water exactly. Yeah. What you need to understand is that, as brewers, you know, brew every week, you know, I mean, in terms of like a, a commercial brewery, they're brewing every week, every day, and, you know, we're trying to make the best beer possible. So we're going to adjust the water, we're going to adjust the recipe to make the best beer possible. Sure. Um, a style may start out in a region as the marriage of local ingredients and local water, local conditions. But you know, as brewers, because we're brewing this week after week, we're going to tweak that. We're not going to leave it alone. We're going to try to make the best beer we can. So the 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 point is that water has been adjusted for hundreds if not thousands of years. Whether it was sand filters, carbon filters, salt additions, changing the water source, you know, um, acid additions, what have you, pre-boiling. We, as brewers, we've been adjusting water for a long time. Okay.
0: Which I love because someone said, oh I hate when the
1: people are trying to adjust water. I'm like, why? Yeah, that's like natural. Yeah, it is natural. Um, And as you said, brewing is cooking. We are, just like we adjust our recipes to match local ingredients and local conditions, we can adjust our water as brewers to make the best beer. Um, We can do mineral additions, acid additions to help make the beer better. I love it. Yeah. Water is most any water will make good beer you know that's you can you can make wort and you can ferment that wort into a decent beer it's not hard brewing is a very robust process thank goodness thank goodness it can be very forgiving right but when you understand that you are using the water to season the beer then you can take a good beer and make it great or you can over-salt it and screw it up. Yeah. Just like too much salt in your soup. For sure. You know, same beer brewing is food and cooking. So, understanding that, you know, taste your beer as you're making it. Taste the beer after you've made it. Think about what you're tasting and say, okay, am I getting the minerally aftertaste because I'm adding too much salt to my water? I got you. Or is, is this beer just kind of flabby and lifeless? You know, should the beer pH be a little bit lower to brighten it up a bit? Um, Or is it, you know, is it kind of singular? Is that flavor of say, you know, a dark beer, like a porter or stout, is that flavor kind of singular and roasty? You know, I put five different malts in this beer, but I can only taste roast. Yeah. That, you know, that's the indication you may need to raise that beer pH a little bit, open up those beer flavors and get a little more complexity ah. that's what water adjustment can do for you but it's a very it's a very subtle thing it's a small adjustment that can have a profound effect so um so really it is part of cooking it is It is you're just finding that yeah because it can be scary some people are like well i'm
0: not an engineer or a water tech or whatever but it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that yeah. difficult right oh
1: no you know it's you know you cooking at home Taste what you're cooking. Say to yourself, oh, it needs a little more salt, or it needs some more pepper, or it needs some Tabasco. You know, in terms of your beer, taste that work. You know, think about the ingredients you put into that beer and say, what, what does that water maybe need? What does this beer necessarily need? And how do I achieve that by water adjustment? But they're not going to do
0: that on that, say, that batch. They're going to have to do it on the next batch, right? Exactly. So it's yeah. about
1: experimentation from batch to batch. Yeah, it's experimentation, experience, and just like cooking in general. I mean, you know, you may be a five-star chef, and you may not be. Yeah. But we all started somewhere, and we screwed up something, and
0: then you were like, oh, I made that my own, because you made it again and again, right? Exactly. OK. Exactly.
1: And water
0: adjustment is exactly the same thing. So. I, I love that we talked about this because I, I know that uh, I would say there, there are four main properties you really contribute to beer. That would be the malt, that would be the water, that would be the yeast and the hops, or yes. hops and yeast, or however you want to say it, right? Right. Um, but, but a lot of people haven't talked about water for a long time. Unless it's like, oh, well, I want to make a
1: stout. and, uh, and, and They'll and throw a big spreadsheet in. and then, you know, say, it's got to be this, this, and this, and this. It's not that complicated. I mean, in, in in the latest edition of How to Brew, I talk about the brew cube, and it's in chapter. Oh, I love that part. Of that. Two. Talk to it. You. you know, um, and what I'm trying to explain to people, what I'm trying to explain to people is that you have three beer parameters: um, beer flavor balance, malty balanced or hoppy, beer color, uh, pale, amber, or dark, and then structure. Firm, soft, medium, or firm. And structure is kind of hard to understand at first, but it is the difference between light seasoning and heavy seasoning. Gotcha. How much the mineral character of the water is supporting the flavors of the beer. Okay, So it's just kind of an order of magnitude to think. I love but it. You have three beer parameters, you know, um, flavor balance, color, structure and those correspond to um, sulfate to chloride ratio residual alkalinity and uh, total calcium level now structure is more is also related to total dissolved solids which is like the total amount of minerals in the water but total calcium level is a good stand-in because as brewers we're trying to adjust calcium to suit the beer and the adjustments we make for calcium impact that totally dissolved solids. Gotcha. And impact the sulfate to chloride. So it's all kind of wrapped up in a big package. But at the end of the day, if you say, if I'm looking for a 50 ppm uh, calcium, or 100 ppm calcium, or 150 ppm calcium.
0: Ppm is parts per million,
1: if you didn't know. Right. Exactly. Um, that is your soft, medium, and firm structure. Yeah. And so, you know, um, Kolsch, soft, Czech Pilsner, soft, uh, uh, Munich or German Pilsner, medium, Pale medium. ale, medium, Burton Ale, firm, yeah. uh, Dortmund export, firm, you know, very, you know, more solid mineral structure backing up those flavors. That's what structure is.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, I think that we might even have uh, Brad jump in here for a second, who is one of the brewers here at Skyland. I think he's going to just jump in behind us. Uh, we're on the side. But these guys have been <laughs> friends for a long time. I've been friends with oh, Brad uh, Nixon. I'm going to kind of move the camera so if you're watching this on YouTube you can see But if you're listening on the radio. Uh, uh, Brad and I became friends, uh, I don't know, nine years ago, ten years ago, something like that. Something at, like that. At, at the Homebrewers Festival. and. Um, and he's been making great homebrew beer, yeah.
1: and been friends with John probably longer than I. I've, I've known. been a big admirer of Brad and his wife, especially his in my wife. Yeah, well, for she's, a long time. She's beautiful. Yeah,
0: and and cool. Um, so I, I, now that you jumped in, I think it's really cool that that, uh, that you guys have been friends for a long time, but you you made the jump from homebrewer to professional brewer. Recently, right. um, I mean, I'm just going to put you on the spot there. Uh, you need to pop up your head and in the, in the, in the camera a little bit more. But Here. but my point no, is, oh, you're going to yeah. trade spots for a second. That's, right. that's well, right. We can grab another we chair can, we too. Can, we, uh, we can do a little. John can chairs. sit on my lap. but my point is, um, how has that uh, experience been for you? And how did John influence you with with his books or just his friendship? Um, so the experience has been awesome, first of
2: all. And uh, so really, so. The biggest challenge from going from home brewing to doing it professionally is being able to adjust and scale your recipe. Yeah, just quantity, right? And, um, and so the knowledge that I've gained from reading John's books and um, and talking with John has been invaluable in helping me do that process. And uh, because if you just put it in a recipe calculator, uh, whatever one you're using, and you just try to scale it up, well, that's. That does part we have of the a cool job. motorcycle
0: over here now It does right. part
2: of the job but it doesn't do the whole job and yeah. you have to have some recipe formulation knowledge and other things and that's stuff I picked up from how to brew and I have to say <laughs> before I even met John um, and I was reading how to brew and I had never I had started brewing home brewing 13 years ago as an extract brewer and when I said this is freaking awesome I love brewing I want to go all-grain. Yeah, and I read How to Brew, and I read the all-grain section of How to Brew ten times. Really? I'm not exaggerating. Ten times before I actually even attempted to brew uh, whole grain. And, because um, I do not want to screw anything up, right? And are uh, perfections. So, yeah, everybody is. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, John was a huge influence on me, even before I met him. And then when I met him, I was like, he's just a cool dude, yeah. and, he, and he knows all this stuff. And For so sure. we, we've been friends ever since, and... Um, so, yeah, his, his influence on me before I even met him
0: has been huge in my evolution from homebrewing into pro brewing. Um, so, you've won a huge amount of awards yeah. as a homebrewer. Mm-hmm. How many has that been? Oh, jeez, I don't even know. Come on, it's hundreds. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's hundreds? I,
2: I honestly don't know. Five, uh, six. Is it 1000 seven, eight I've a thousand? Won, I've won two medals. and
0: uh, <laughs> uh, He's won a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> two best of shows. Okay. That's good. That's the only ones I care about. Okay. The best of shows. The best of shows. So. What well, you make great beer and we're enjoying this uh, Vienna. this fantastic Vienna lager. That's what water. I'm too. All oh, right my <laughs> friend, we're all drinking the same <laughs> thing.
1: Um,
0: so tell us about this beer because I'm telling you that that amber color is it, so nice and then the uh, the aroma and you get this this nice balance of the caramel malts mm-hmm. and the hops and it, it's 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 Excellent. Yeah. It's Very just, drinkable. This is one yeah. of this, this was, is quaffable, to say <laughs> oh, the yes, least. Yes,
2: this is always one of my favorite beers to brew as a home brewer, and uh, I had a lot of successes in competition with it, and people always love to drink it. And then competition's one thing, and drinkability and having people drink it is, a, is another thing, right? Sometimes you brew for competition because you want to brew to style. Other times you want to brew for hey, this is just a great beer and I want to yeah. drink it, and people don't care about style, so. For me, formulating this recipe was about drinkability. I didn't want it to be overly sweet, but I wanted a little bit of sweetness there. Yeah, you get a little bit of that caramel, but it's not, it's yeah, a nice balance. a little bit. So it's, uh, so I, I can't remember the exact percentages, that's but all right. it, it's about 50-50 as far as the baseballs of uh, Vienna and Pilsner, Yep. and there's a touch of Munich in there,
1: nice. and
2: a slight amount of caraffa for the
0: color. Oh, gotcha, oh yeah. And, and that's that really sense. it,
2: it's a very basic recipe.
0: Yeah, um but but it, okay you can say it's basic in the way it's simple simple right the simplicity but it's still complex and um the balance
1: i mean you yeah. can't have complexity without balance yeah and this is very balanced, very balanced very drinkable um it's not too sweet it's not too dry there's a really nice level of maltiness in it yep. that really makes it work
0: yep. i mean uh
1: I know you. I know you
0: also have an Oktoberfest beer, and you guys are coming up on Oktoberfest. But if you're here, so, anytime, and I don't know how, how long this is gonna last, but you should come try this. We made seven barrels of it. It's yep. all in a serving tank. Um, when it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone until next year. Until next year. Well, I'm telling you, that's a fantastic. What do you call it? This is just, we just call it Vienna water. Just Vienna water. I mean, that's it. Simple.
2: No special name. Uh, no special name. For Maybe next order. year we'll get a
0: special name. Right.
2: Um, I do Palmer. have to say,
0: we, we do, <laughs> we'll call Palmer. <laughs> there you go. That's, <laughs> that's what we, need to get, we need to get John that's in great. here and brew a
2: beer with John. Yes. And we'll yeah, I want to do a special.
0: compilation with you guys, too. I've talked about it with Jim for years before you came in. Um, just haven't done it. Uh, I would love to be here if you guys do a compilation beer together. Or be involved, or just just a, it, just a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be um, fun. I'm surprised you guys haven't done that yet, but I guess now we have it on TV. Yeah. We have to do it. Really? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're committed I, now, John. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind <of thing>. uh <laughs> tell death to we'll you part. part I mean, uh, here, here you go. Um, so, uh, I I love that you were talking about John's book. Mm-hmm. You know, and was there anything else that? I mean, what did you think about his talk today with water? Did you learn anything as a brewer or something? You know,
2: it's funny today. I did learn something because I've heard John talk about water, and I've read, I've read the water book twice. Okay. <laughs> I
0: literally <laughs> read through that book twice. I still know. I still can't remember any of it. It's, it's
1: deep. Well, there's a,
0: yeah, there's a lot to remember. I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, John's an engineer. I'm not an engineer. I'm an entertainer. Uh, I, I do okay with math uh, when it comes to money. But the other stuff is maybe a little bit more... But, but I've been able to figure it out for beer, because right. I like beer. But there's a lot of mathematical equations as an engineer is putting in there, which totally. is great for us, but... Which is it, why his app is
1: cool, and yeah. his spreadsheet oh, is awesome. we need to talk about the app. app. We need to talk about the app. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I put my brewing spreadsheet into app form. Yeah. And uh, do a search on either the Apple Store or the Google Play Store for Palmer's... Palmer Brewing. Palmer Brewing. Program. Yeah, Palmer the, Brewing water adjustment.
0: App. Palmer Brewing water adjustment in the App Store. Yeah, whether it's iTunes or or it's it's Google a, Play, Google Play or whatever. Okay, it works. That's yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. excited about that because I just learned about that today, and I'm like, what? I need that on my phone. Um, so back to what you were saying. I'm sorry, right? So well,
2: you asked me what I learned today, and I've and i when John first wrote the water book, and he was like working on his water talk that he was going to go out and do. He came out to our homebrew club. Yep. And he was working on it and trying to figure out, you know, what were the important parts to cover and all that stuff, so... Oh, it, was but, like but, talk, so it? it was like a three hour talk. It was
0: like a three hour talk. So it was a three hour talk, you <laughs> were doing a little bit of uh, research and getting your feedback, right? Yeah,
2: so, and today, when he was talking, I'm like, I've heard this before, I'm like to learning, but I'm still listening intently because I love John, and... <laughs> that's good to know but uh plus
0: you're hosting them but yeah
2: but when (laughs) he talked about the um the malts and that the red malts are actually more acidic than the the dark roasted malts i'm like oh i didn't know that that's freaking bitching man because that makes a whole lot of sense yeah as to some of the beers that we brew here i just brewed a brown ale on uh friday and uh, i didn't do any water adjustments because our water is perfect for that that type of beer and um and it makes total sense now. But, but if I had done a stout, for instance, I probably would have added some calcium or something else, uh, some chalk or something. I gotcha. To kind of. Uh, uh,
0: so to understanding that pH so. levels with the with the, the, the malls was a, a big thing. It, it, yeah. It,
2: it, uh, and when,
0: which it we made know. It makes
2: sense. I'm like, oh, light bulb, bing, boom.
0: <laughs> and which we know, and John talked about it, but it makes sense is that uh, growing seasons change from year to year and, yeah. and oh. the, the different continents or wherever the the grain is grown yeah different barley varieties it, yeah.
1: i mean yeah it makes a big difference yeah and for, for example in the uk and europe i mean they're they're overwintering varieties that need actual dormancy before they're able to sprout yeah we've read that out of north, north american, american varieties ah. so that's why we can't grow marisata here in the united states really we're not set up for it oh i see they need to they need to stick that marisata barley in a warehouse or a silo for four months and then test it to see if it's ready to germinate sure whereas we've bred that that dormancy characteristic out of our barley Ah. north american varieties. that makes sense and so it's ready to plant it's see we're still both learning
2: yeah that's all science you just blew my mind
0: john (laughs) yeah I think it's freaking
1: awesome. <laughs> I'm always learning, too. I mean, every every conference I go to, I learn uh, new stuff.
2: You know what? Well, that's the great thing about this. The that ho- is the great thing. The hobby and the industry is um, there's always something new to learn. And yeah. just when, well, I never think I'm, I know it all, but just when you think uh, you got a handle on it, everything right. shifts. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I got so, Someone, someone. But I'll um, oh, keep it clean for now but the, but
0: the But the point is, yeah, we're always learning, um, and the camaraderie and, and sharing yeah, uh, is awesome, and, and I appreciate you bringing all that out, John. Yeah. You know, it's, well, that's what the industry is all about—sharing knowledge. I and, mean, uh, that's I, what I love about it. I just learned today that John published this for free when he first did it. The How to Brew? Yeah. Was it first published online, John? Yes, published yeah, it was online. P-
1: online. Yeah. I mean, we just
0: had that on this show. You're a show. pioneer, man. I'm I mean, telling yeah. you. And his wife <laughs> was like, "What are you doing for five years?" But, uh, but now, <laughs> right. now, now I don't know if she's laughing at the bank, but at least she's not like you know. Cracking yeah. the whip or
1: something. And
0: nothing. We love you, Mrs. Palmer. <laughs> thank you.
1: Uh, thank thank you. you for sharing
0: John with us. <laughs> right. Um, when we get out of your way. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we we'll jump continue. up. We'll jump up again. But right. thanks for jumping in the show, my friend. And, thanks. Uh, you're gonna hear more from Brad Nixon.
2: Yeah, we'll thanks. do something else too for oh, sure. For sure. Okay, um, so, there,
0: as we oh, hear
2: please. the
0: as we hear the fan in the background, we're doing musical chairs again. Um, uh, I'm gonna say so. It's been great having you on the show. Uh, we don't have to stop right now, but we will be coming to a to a you know a little bit of a conclusion here soon. Um, is there anything you want to cover that we haven't talked about yet, John?
1: Well, I think I think the fact that it's brewing beer is a very robust process, and I mean that in the engineering sense okay. that. A robust process can, has a, is very forgiving, you can make wort, you can ferment that wort, and you will make beer. It may not be a perfect beer, but it will be a good beer. Something you can drink and be happy to share with your friends. Yeah. All of the, the books that are written, um, all of the advice you see on forums, is all targeted to help you make better beer. Um, and we're splitting hairs to some extent. I mean, yes, there are some very definite improvements. Sure. when you master s- certain variables. especially
0: if you're gonna do like a classic style like yeah, I, I think that was cool about uh, Jameel. Jamil basically. Yeah when you guys did classic styles, but he was basically I'm gonna
1: brew every style of beer yeah and Jamil, then he and then he wanted to win a, a medal in every style of beer. Yeah, right. Jamil yeah. and I were talking about, you know, I wanted to I wanted to write a book about how to brew with extract steeping yeah. rings. Yeah. Because that was a big that is the biggest margin for home brew shops. Exactly. So to help them I wanted to write how to brew with extract. But I told Jamil, it's like, you know, I can create a recipe, no problem. But I'm very casual about water it. Or other? I said, Jamil, you've got 20. killer recipes and you know I need to, I, I would like to get some of your recipes. He goes, Well I've got a winning recipe in every style. He had you know as his personality, he looked at competitions as a learning experience. Gotcha. And he would brew each style. Again and again and again. Yeah. Send it to different competitions. Get the feedback from the judges, and perfect that recipe until it was taking first place consistently. Yes. Then you would move on to the next style. So. And that's, that's dedication. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. It took way, years. Way, just way like I mean. you. Wait. But I mean.
0: but both of you, <laughs> you took a, a, maybe a little bit of a different approach to get to the same place. But yeah. But um, you guys had such a. A passion and a dedication that has taken 20, 30 years to get to where you're
1: at. Oh yeah, exactly. And he, he, had, you know, he developed those recipes to where they were extremely solid. And every every recipe in Brewing Classic styles is a solid recipe for that style. And so, you know, to this day, in fact, earlier today I was saying, okay, I need a recipe for an oatmeal stout. What Jamil did? I mean, I look at that as my basis and saying, okay. 10% oats, you know, 7% uh, caramel malt, you know, just as a guideline, you know, not 20% caramel malt, but seven, you know, six to 10, somewhere in that ballpark. Sure. Yeah. Um, because you know, that, that's what he determined. That's what he took the time to define. Um, uh, my own interest in brewing has always been about the brewing process itself. I the, gotcha. The mash, how MASH PH affects the process, I mean, you know, I get geeky about that kind of stuff. I think it's great to be geeky about that kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, I I, I do have a question, how did you and Jamil get involved in writing that book together? We were talking about it at the Great American Beer Festival back in 2006, and we just realized that when he he said, I got a winning recipe in every style, I thought, that's a good hook. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is a hook that will sell books and, you know, bring the reader in. So that's how we structured it. When we just sat down and started outlining it. I wrote the first three chapters and the last three chapters, and he wrote the whole middle part. Gotcha. So they're all his recipes. I just kind of laid the framework on how to do it from an extract and steeping grain point of view. Oh, interesting. I
0: think I, that part I didn't know before. That's yeah. really cool to learn as well yeah so um before we go I would like you to give out your like uh, so I, I want to tell people if you want to be able to find his books uh, uh, he and Jamil Zanishev wrote brewing classic styles but he wrote John Palmer wrote how to
1: brew yep
0: right so and that's on his and third publication or, or variation it's the fourth edition yeah. And then you also have water with Colin
1: Kaminsky, yeah. which is pretty awesome. That, that is a water textbook. Yes, I'm sorry, it does get into the nitty-gritty, nitty-gritty yeah, details okay. of the science, but we knew when we wrote it that it, it had to be bulletproof. I mean, it had to have a very solid science background. Yeah because there really was another book that addressed some of those well, issues.
0: But it's also part of the series. There's the yeah, water,
1: yeah. the yeast,
0: malt, malt hops. and hops. Yeah. Right? Those four. The four brewing ingredients, yeah. yes. So I think it's awesome that you're involved with one of those uh, there. So uh, I know we're going to run out of power here on my phone soon, but um, can you give them about Anvil and your book or anything? Any uh, uh, websites uh, okay. or social media that
1: you want to give them? Um, well. Uh, anvil brewing products anvilbrewing.com um, that's part of my own design some of John Blickman's um, joint venture um, Lamont uh, company the water the brew lab test kit for water very useful um, I've got the Palmer Brewprin brew and Brewing kits with um, through Brewma, brew Pre and brewing kits with um, through Brewmaster wholesale You'll find them at your local homebrew shops. Um, what else? The the Beersmith, uh brewing uh, videos. I did those with Brad Smith. That's good right. Br- good it's been friend. a long time. Brad's a really cool guy. Yeah. Good yeah. friend of mine. We did those a couple of years ago. Um, so if you like, you know, learning by watching videos, we walk you through both extract and all grain. And where do they find that one? Um, you can find them online at beersmith.com. Okay. Um, you may find them in your local homebrew shop as well. Okay. Um, I believe they're also available through Vimeo. Um, All right. So
0: you guys have options to look that. Okay. And yeah. then what else? You have a. There's the Palmer. Isn't you have a your own website or anything?
1: Oh yeah. Well, howtobrew. Yes. You know that's. The, and howtobrew. is really like version one of how to brew. It okay. is. It's the original edition plus a couple tweaks just to keep it accurate. Okay. But the current edition, volume four. 2017 as for you know publication. Um, it's the most up-to-date. It is the most up-to-date. 600 pages, 200 pages more than the previous edition.
0: Yeah, I caught that.
1: Yeah. Which, um, I haven't read those 200 pages, so I'm going to have to go back. <laughs> I have to get the new version. But, Even though he you know, sold out of books today, so I have to wait. Yeah. But, but I'm always learning. I tried to roll what I learned into the new edition. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Glad to be part of the hobby, man.
0: Awesome. Thank you for coming in, my friend, and uh, you know being on the show. It's been years, but it's been worth the wait to have you on. And uh, you. as I always tell you guys uh, out there, uh, drink good beer, right? Eat good food. Hang out with good people like John
1: here yeah. and drink more good beer. I should right? also mention. Yeah. Um, I not say shares, but cheers, but what are you going to mention? Well, uh, you know, they have those, those wind turbine farms out by Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah. They've been trying to improve the efficiency of those those turbines uh, for quite some time. They tried playing country music by them, trying to improve the efficiency. Really didn't work because they're really big heavy metal fans. Uh,
0: <laughs> wait, wait, but okay, if you're gonna end on a joke though, you gotta tell me about the one you did in there. I forgot to mention it. Oh, okay. There's uh, a couple guy or a couple PHs rocking a bar, is that what it is? I I'm trying to
1: remember. Tell us this joke, because this is a great joke today. This is a good way to end. <laughs> Two hydrogen atoms walk out of a bar. One says, oh, I left my electron in there. And he goes, what, are you sure? And he goes, yes, I'm positive. I'm
0: positive.
1: (laughs) If you guys don't get that, look
0: it up. All right, until next time, my friends. Cheers. Cheers.